Good morning, Armor Insiders. Welcome to the morning meeting of this virtual hedge fund experience. Thank you for joining me. I'm the CIO, Brett Rosenthal. You, you know your name. You're the portfolio manager on the trading desk. Okay. So we're going to talk about stock market direction. We're going to talk about highlighted trades. So what stocks to trade. We're going to talk about what stocks to buy, stocks to watch. We're going to go over all of that. It's your job as the portfolio manager to figure out your strategy, your risk tolerance, your goal, and then execute it and be the smart money. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, before I get started, today's the day to wear a Dallas jersey. <laughs> today's the day. <laughs> so I had to just say that, and anybody who knows Dallas Cowboys knows number 33. So I'm a, I'm a long-term investor in the Dallas Cowboys. All right, moving on. Um, stock market direction, risk monitor green on, um, the second of November. And then what I shared with you was after that initial rip, that was as the IBD calls it, the power trend at some point in there, we need the market to consolidate in time or price. It'll have a correction in time or price. And then when you make a new high, theoretically, the consolidation has, um, is, close to completion, theoretically. So, I mean, the S&P has actually been drifting higher during the whole consolidation. It's not really consolidated too much, but you could argue that it's been putting in a bit of a consolidation since the gap up right in here and then closed on Friday at a new high, a new closing high Friday. When I look at the NASDAQ 100, that's a little cleaner. You could see the gap up right in here. I think, what is that? The 21st, uh, 14th. Gap up on the 14th, equally in the year high, and then that consolidation since the 14th. Okay, and not quite a new high yet, but closing above the all-important. Um, what was the price uh, there? It was around 391, 392 was really what I was looking for it to close at, and we closed at 392.62. Um, the red line is the stop, and so just to remind you. We're in a bull market. It's a power trend. The market had a great week last week. It's gone through a consolidation, depending on what index you look at, since the 14th of last month. Um, trying to break out, had a good close last week, had some shakeouts during the week, and each shakeout is being met with serious buying at the support. So, so far, so good. Market looks great. Looks like it wants to roll forward and go higher. So how do we manage risk? Keep raising our stops as we go. There's two different stops you can use depending on how aggressive you want to be as a trader. The 25-day moving average or the 50-day. Our algorithms use both and, and based on the um, uh, distance, the spread between the two, the algo will switch to the 25-day or the 50. Meaning if the market rips too fast, too quick, and the 25-day separates and moves away from the 50, we probably jump our stop up to the 25-day. We're not doing that just yet. Not, not just yet. Some indexes have done that. Others haven't. So before the whole risk monitor turns a different color, we're still using the 50-day on those indexes that we follow. And what we're doing is we're seeing a, a across-the-board move. So it's it's really everywhere. It's not just the top seven stocks. That was the you know constant refrain earlier in this year. Market's really not up. It's just seven stocks that are carrying the market. The rest of the market was down. Remember that? I was there talking about it. All right. So 
That's just not the case anymore. If you look at the equally weighted S&P, you can see the equally weighted S&P is totally involved in this market rip. Now, actually, even stronger than the, than the weighted indexes. And if you look at the uptrend, they just keep moving higher. Same thing with small caps. You know, same thing with the Dow. So you're getting those moves higher in the extra. Actually, the Dow has already made a new high for the year. It's already taken out the high. All right. So that's the stock market. The direction of the stock market is strong. Everything looks okay. Um, this week, Tuesday, CPI, Wednesday, Fed meeting. Market's pricing in a whole bunch of rate cuts next year. Fed's probably going to come out and say that's not going to happen. I don't really care what the comments are. All we care about is the reaction to the news. The Fed's been saying they're not going to cut rates, and the market's been pricing in rate cuts. It seems like all year. So I don't know. You know, I don't. I, I think that you could argue the Fed has completely lost control of of market, you know, um, expectations. The market just doesn't believe anything that comes out of the Fed's mouth. So could you get a knee-jerk reaction lower if he talks hawkish? Maybe markets ripped higher. Could happen. Is it normal for the Fed to totally wreck everything in the last month of the year? Not really. You know, not really. We talked about it at the beginning of November. There was some big treasury issuance coming into the end of the year. And who's going to buy it? Well, now we know. We got on a massive bull run in the last month. And when we look back, we see the numbers print. And four Western Central Banks and China were pumping huge amounts of liquidity into the market. So normally at the end of the year, when liquidity dries up, the Fed's going to be out there, as are other Western Central Banks, adding liquidity to the market. That's what's happening right now. It'd be very odd for the Fed to come out Wednesday and say things that that you know are just totally destructive. That's just that would be strange. But it can happen. So we have to manage risk, raise stops, read and react. Wait for the end of the day, the end of the week before you make any big decisions when it comes to investing in this bull market. You know, before I would make any big decisions to go to cash dramatically, it wouldn't be one day because the Fed, you know, sneezes and everyone gets upset. I'd have to look at the end of the week. Where are we? Our stops being hit and then we'll manage it. So right now, things look great. CPI tomorrow, Fed Wednesday. We'll see what happens next. Moving on, stocks to trade. We like to trade triple the uh, S&P. So let's go to our trade on Friday. This is, you know, trading lessons from Friday. So we use the S&P as our guide, but we trade triple and that's SPXL. Okay, so in other words, we're using SPY for our triggers. But I'm sharing with you the chart pattern SPXL because that is the asset that we trade. Okay, so we had two trades on Friday. And that's what I wanted to highlight for you today. So stocks to trade, SPXL, two trades. That's the highlight for today from our Friday trading action. The first trade, you know, sometimes we get two trades in this in a, in a given day from the same location. And so I guess if you're taking notes here, what I wanted you to write down and remember is that there are key locations that we like to trade. So when we get to those locations and we identify a buy trigger, that's where we want to put the money to work. We're willing to take the risk there because the reward is worth the risk. Okay. And so what you're going to see here is the prior day's VWAP. It's one of my favorite locations to trade. Okay. 
that right in there that I just highlighted for you. I don't know. Is there a better color to uh, let's color it uh, money green? There it is. Okay. So this these black dots are the volume weighted average price, and it's an um, part of our price movement profiler, the algo we use to day trade. So all of these lines are uh, three minute charts. Um, blue is up, red is down. All the lines are pre-programmed in. It's an algorithm that we use. Um, so all of them are, I call them armor VWAP, armor ATR. Okay. And, and uh, armor moving average, because these are all things that we've kind of calibrated to, to um, create a bit of an edge in how we trade. And so prior days, armor VWAP is one of my favorite places to trade. So market gap down a small amount right to prior days VWAP. And by 9.42, we were buying the market. The low of that bar is the stop. It's just one of my favorite setups. Put the money to work. Market ripped to the ATR high of the day. That's this, that's this line right here. So this is like an ATR study that you guys can can really um, focus on. See that right there? That cyan line goes straight across. Average true range high. That's always the target we put a trade on. When we hit the ATR, we book some profits and we raise our stop to the low of the bar that took out the ATR. Okay, the low of the bar that took out the ATR is going to be the stop when we hit that ATR. It works on the S&P like an absolute charm. This is why I love trading the S&P because it stays within parameters so well. So individual stocks can blow out above the ATR. We use the ATR differently on an individual stock. When it blows out above the ATR, it, it can be a runaway stock. But the, the S&P almost always stays within parameters. Let's look at what happened on Friday. We bought it here at 942, ran right to the ATR, booked our profit. Okay, Market sold off. And I'd like for you to tell me what you see here. Where does the market stop? That's right. That's right. It comes down and touches the ATR low of the day. So the Armor ATR low of the day got tagged. That was a reversal bar. We bought the next bar. Not only did it touch the ATR low of the day, but it also challenges prior days VWAP again. The same location we traded in the morning, we traded in the afternoon. And so we made the same money twice. Not many days like that. You don't usually get double opportunities. Let's be honest. It, it, it doesn't normally happen that simply. It's a lot harder to trade normally. But Friday was easy. It stayed within parameters. It challenged my favorite location. And it gave me obvious buy triggers. Boom. I love making money twice in the same direction. That's just fun. And that's called the armor carry trade. So that portfolio we run holding U.S. Treasury bills at five and a half percent out till April. We day trade using firm capital. Don't pay any commission on that. It's just day trading capital. Give the capital back at the end of the day. Sit on cash over the weekend. I don't care what the headlines are. And I captured two trades on Friday with you guys. And we'll look to do that again today. Um, stocks to buy, top stocks to buy. Well, let's go over, um, stocks that we added to the portfolio on Friday. Um, some things we had, were trading. So we removed ARC during the week. We, we put it back in the portfolio. It's never hit the stop. So some things I put back in the portfolio that I trade during the week, if I need to, 
Um, Coinbase, we picked that off early. It's down about three and a half percent this morning with Bitcoin, but uh, we bought that pretty cheap in the morning. When we were buying the market, we were buying these names. So we had a big rip higher there. We bought shares in uh, uh, MicroStrategy. Again, you can see the green box is where we were putting MicroStrategy on. Again, they're down this morning with Bitcoin. But uh, um, I, the first thing I like to do when I raise cash, when the market gets wobbly and I raise cash, the stocks that I sell before they hit the stop, in other words, I'm really booking profits at targets, they go right to the top of my whiteboard as top stocks to buy. If they don't go lower and the market gives me a buy trigger in the next couple of days, those are the first things I put back in a portfolio because theoretically they should have never been sold, right? They didn't hit a stop. So I'm trading those positions and I put them right back on. New positions that we've added to the portfolio, um, semiconductors. We're using triple the semi-index. S-O-X-L for our semi-exposure. But let's look at S-O-X-S uh, first. Okay. Um, you know, let me do this. Let me talk about this last because it's going to dovetail with my number one stock of the day that I want to share with you. So um, let's just go over what else we added. Again, we traded, we put we put our URA back on, which is our uranium position. Um, and I put uh, Roblox in the portfolio a little bit early. Really, I should be buying that after it closes above $42 a share. But I, I bought it down here after it sold off on, on Friday. Gapped up, sold off. We bought it off of the low, and I stayed with it over the weekend. Let's see if that was the right decision. Right now, it's flat on the day. But really, I want to. this is a stock to buy if it closes above $42. Um, and it challenged. See those highs right there, those yellow tails? I really shouldn't be long this until it clears 42 on a closing basis, but I just couldn't help myself. So I took it a bit early. Uh, and then here's my favorite concept stock. You know, no earnings, no revenue. Um, battery technology, I think, is really interesting. So I bought it here. We made some money on a quick trade. Comes all the way back to where I bought it. I tried it again. We'll see if that works. Now, let's roll into um, semiconductors and talk about that for a minute, because this is the number one stock of the day that I want to highlight for you. Okay. In my career, what's worked really well for me in my career, over 30 years of doing this investing, is identifying, obviously, when the market's in an uptrend. That's step one. Step two, what group or groups are driving that uptrend? I submit to you right now, it's semiconductors. They've been driving the market all year. Example, NVIDIA, AMD. The new technology advances in semiconductors have been driving the market all year. So the third step then is to identify a new issue, a quote, and I hate to say this, but this is the terminology, a hot IPO in the group and sector that's driving the bull market and get on that investment if it's a real investment because that stock can fly in the right market in the right group. So when I asked you guys last week, Armor Insiders, we're all on the desk together, right? That's the power of the virtual hedge fund is that we're all working together. We can't possibly cover every stock on our own. 
So I put out to you guys in the Slack room, what do you got for me? What are the top three names on your whiteboard right now? Certified armor analyst, Erez, threw out there, arm, arm holdings. Do you guys remember arm holdings? The beauty of this arm holdings is that it's a known entity that institutions already want to own. So not only are we in a bull market and we've identified the leadership group of being semiconductors, one of the leadership groups, right? And this is an, a new issue. And take a look at ARM. I'll show it to you. Okay, there's the ARM holdings, right? So it's a new issue. But, and you can see it blew out on Friday, okay? So, okay, there's ARM. But the real beauty here to me is that it's really a spinoff of a company institutions are already comfortable with versus other IPOs, which are startups that get to a level where they can go public. A lot of the times insiders are dumping a lot of stock. Institutions have to get comfortable with the business model and all that. Forget about all that. We have the right group in the right market and a company that's really a spinoff, a known entity that institutions already know and love. When this thing breaks to a new high, it could fly. Okay. And so this is one of the things I've done in my career and, it, and it's led to a lot of success. So what we did, we caught this early on, uh, on Friday. This was actually a charmer trade. Oh, remember I was saying to you, sometimes the ATR can be, um, when individual stocks go above the ATR, it's actually a buy trigger. We call that a charmer trade. And so I highlighted this for you here. The ATRs, I wonder if you guys can see this. Whoops. Um, let me highlight that for you. Okay. So what's happened here is we were buying the stock early in the morning. Okay. We were buying this thing in here, but that's because we saw the market turn and we were putting our positions back in the portfolio and we were making investments early, but this is what we call a charmer trade. The ATR high of the day, flatlining up here and the ATR low of the day, check this out is starting to, and this is the low of the day right in here. This, this is the ATR low of the day, this line right in here. If I re raise it up for you, you're going to see this line in here. Whoops. Okay. I don't know if you could see this line in here. See it's stair-stepping higher, bang, 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 bang. Okay. When the ATR low of the day pinches up towards the VWAP, and tight to the ATR high of the day, we call that a charmer trade. When it makes a new high, this bar right here, as it takes out the ATR high of the day, see that bar right there? That took out the ATR high of the day. This is the actual bar to buy. And you could see what happened. Skyrocketed here, and then there was a second entry point in here, and it skyrocketed to the close. OK, so if it's the S&P or a big index, the ATR high can be the ceiling. If it's an individual stock and the ATR low is ripping higher. When you break above the ATR high, sky's the limit. There's no longer resistance and it takes off. We call that charmer trades. So if you're following me on Twitter, you see me say this is a charmer. You know what I'm talking about. Guys in the Slack room, you already know that. OK, so um, to wrap up this thought. 
arm. It hasn't even hit a new high yet. It needs to really take out the high of the IPO day, right? So there was some big selling that came in the day it came the, the day after it came public. So we have to see if it clears that. We just bought it early because we used the right entry point. So it gives us the right to sit back. We've earned the right to watch the stock trade now and see what happens. But if it takes out that high, man, I've seen those types of situations fly in the right market in a leadership group. And so that's the highlighted stock of the day. I wish you all fantastic success trading today. I can't wait to work with you guys on the live stream starts at 930. Everybody have a wonderful day trading. Um, and please remember, you can be the smart money. You don't have to rely on anybody else. You don't have to parrot anybody else's phrases. You're the portfolio on, uh, manager on the desk. Take the information you hear, create your strategy, and execute. Be the smart money. Have a great day, guys.